of the recap. Part of Pastoring Out Loud, where we recap the previous week's sermon. No acronym this week. We are doing Ephesians 2, 11, and following through the end of the chapter. Uh, is this, I, I asked you this question already. Is this the most important half of the second most important chapter of the Bible, Dave? I wow. Don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's important. Okay. That's, They're all important, but this good. is important. That's good. Okay. Yeah. Um, you want to, uh, you got 60 seconds. Recap your sermon. Um, so Paul is coming off of telling them uh, kind of how they were dead and where they were at individually. And now he's going to tell them what that means for them corporately, uh, that the Gentiles were once far off, uh, which just means that they didn't know of or weren't partakers of all the promises that were made to uh, the people of Israel, which all pointed forward to a coming Messiah, whether through the, the holiness codes or the, the sacrificial system, they were far off from those things. Lots of animosity and hostility between those two groups. But now they've been brought near by the blood of Christ. Uh, he's torn down the dividing wall, which I think means that we no longer live under the old covenant um, but now can can come in both uh, as they always really have one pointing forward, but now it being fully realized, uh, brought near by the blood of Christ and his sacrifice, which means that we are one new people. There will not be two peoples that come to God through Christ. There will be one people. And then he just says what they are. So that means you're a holy temple. You're a family you're together in this. Christ is the cornerstone. The apostles and prophets are the foundation that this whole thing is built on, and the Spirit dwells in you as one people. Therefore, you have peace with God. Be at peace with one another. Good, good. That was a little bit longer than 60, but, oh, you know. It's trying. It's all right. I felt the pace in my heart. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. Uh, now in Christ, oh, sorry, let's start in verse 12. Okay. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise. Verse 13, now in Christ, you who are once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And then skip down to verse 18, for through him we both, Jew and Gentile, have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you, I think Gentiles, are mm -hmm. no longer strangers and aliens but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. What does that mean for all the promises given to Israel in the Old Testament mm. that are now, I mean, they're still there. Do we picture that as there are separate promises for them compared to the Gentiles? Do we picture that as the Gentiles get added into those promises that already exist? Or do we picture that as the Gentiles inherit the promises somehow and Israel is left in the dust. Do I, do I have to choose one of those? Uh, yeah. I don't think I want to. Okay. I, uh, well, go ahead, I, I go ahead think, and give me uh, another, give me another one. Yeah. I think, I think the way that, I mean, these, that's a really big question. That's like systems of theology kind of question. Um, Get into Revelation here soon, Dave. I know, but need well, to with those that's another kind point. of system. Yeah, there's diff a bunch of systems going together there. Mm. I think that the way I would understand it is that the Old Covenant um, pointed to uh, and was fulfilled in the coming of Christ. Mm -hmm. 
as the perfect sacrifice, mm-hmm. the perfect high priest, the perfect son, um, so that now, like in Nick's Sunday school class, Union with Christ, now we're in him mm-hmm. as the new covenant. I mean, he's the temple too, right? He calls himself the temple. So all of that is uh, fulfilled in Christ and therefore now Jew and Gentile together uh, this mystery has been revealed. That's what is actually coming next week in the sermon, which is that uh, there's this new thing called the church. And the church inherits all of those promises, you know, of God's people and God's place to enjoy God's presence, I think just in an expanded kind of way. Uh, so now we are the temple. So, if you, you know, Nick, I should let Nick talk because Nick loves to talk about type, anti-type. Nick's maybe, talked enough today. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I will. But we find all these fulfillments of these types that were intentional pointers by God. So now we're the temple. Um, Real quick, what's a type? A type is a is a a foresha- a purposeful foreshadowing. Yeah, that's or gonna, a pattern or pattern that's yeah. going to point forward to a fulfillment or a, an expansion yeah, of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. it's and a particular the, uh, instance of an already existing pattern correct. in scripture yep. that points, that reminds us of what came before and or points it could, forward. it could be the first instance. Uh, that's typically called a prototype. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> prototype, type, anti-type. Yeah, anti-type. Not yep. anti, A-N-T-I, against nope. type. No. Nope. Like, you know, when Daniel Radcliffe is a bad guy after he's played, you know, whoever mm. he played in Harry Potter all those years. Or when, you know, some other act. No, not uh, playing against type. <laughs> whoever, whoever, whoever he played. <laughs> Who did I can't remember. Oh, Harry, remember. what's his it name? Escaped me in the second. So oh, it's not man. anti-type against type, but anti-A-N-T-E yeah. last type. Right. Okay. Sorry. Right. Like, Anyway, um, all the promises of God, Father, yesterday, Nick and Jesus. coming in, cutting <laughs> Stacy yeah. off. I didn't mean to. We started talking at the same time. I didn't mean to we cut you off. We were trying to like bring this back yeah. around to like actually the sermon. <laughs> I was just helpfully defining. I thought it was helpful. Maybe I'm wrong. It, it is helpful. Things. Thanks for kind that of one encouragement, of those What were you going to say? <laughs> I appreciated about the sermon um, how you talked about I don't know if you said it in this way, but just the vertical, our relationship with God affecting horizontal relationships with others. And uh, why does having peace with God mean that we're going to have peace with others? Just fleshing that out. But um, anyways, I thought it's just good to be reminded of that and um, how our relationship with the Lord and being right with him is meant to affect our other relationships. Mm. Were you asking a question there too? Um, you can comment or. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, think I, could, I was commenting. And- I think it has to do with being in Christ, right? So uh, we're going to, I'm going to preach on Ephesians four mm-hmm. in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. The one, the few, the many, right? So there's the one God, there's the few teachers, elders, others. I thought you were quoting Marines commercial. <laughs> <laughs> the one, the few, That's the, many. the few, the proud. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's okay. And the many, the congregation. And, but the way that uh, Ephesians 4 seems to indicate, like, it's not, uh, you know, Spock from Star Trek. The, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. 
it's the needs of the many are the needs of the few or the one. Because in Christ, we are all seen and pictured by God as one community. And therefore, what's good for the community is good for us as individuals. What's good for us as individuals is good for the community. I'm getting some sus looks, my, <laughs> mainly because of my Star Trek quote, I would imagine. It's, it's a picture of if you've been brought into Christ, that is you've been brought into the church and your relationship with Christ is not mediated by the church so much as pictured in the book of Ephesians, especially as your relationship with Christ is the church. It's the body. It's the body of Christ. They're seen and so closely identified with each other that to say like, yeah, I love Jesus, but not his church so much. Okay. Is a nonsensical term. I like, I like okay, that. that okay? I like that, that sentence. That was okay. helpful. Okay. All right. I'm you good. can cut out the middle, Ethan. That's <laughs> no, I, I, what I was going to say. May the force be with you. What I was going to say to Stacy's question is there's a lot of, um, other places in the Bible that kind of talk more about just how that vertical piece gets worked out horizontally. This passage is unique in some ways in that it's talking about a specific time period in relationship, you know, Gentiles and Jews coming sure. together in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to just kind of start going into a bunch of applications from everywhere else. Right. But I, but I think the one that this does that I tried to highlight in the sermon, whether I did it well or not is just, you, to Daniel's point, you're one. Like you're the dwelling place of God together. So I think it's really easy um, in our day and age to think a lot of other identities, a lot of other allegiances are as important, perhaps more important than the fact that we're one in Christ in the church. And I think this, what this passage does is at least elevated to say, you need to think differently about that. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. really a passage that's, you know, by the blood of Christ, what we say at communion every week is true. Yep. You know, we're, you're unified in this gospel and therefore we ought think about each other as also brought, brought near by his blood and as one family, one holy temple, one place inhabited by the spirit, mm-hmm. one highest allegiance together. And also if we have peace with God, certainly no rift between me and you or me and any other person is going to be bigger than what stood between me and God. Yeah. Right. You know, so then we get to live out that, that reconciliation, reconciliation. I think in the sermon, I just said, you right. know, we, we live this out by repentance, forgiveness and reconciliation. Mm-hmm. That's how we live it out. Yeah. Is that helpful? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I thought it was a great sermon. So good. Well, looking forward to Ephesians three. Talking about some demons up in this joint. Almost. Uh, oh, two sermons away. Sorry. Oh, no. We are this week. You're right. This week? You're yeah, right. I think it is You're this right. week. We're yeah. talking about demons this week. Yeah. So, looking forward to uh, what the church has to say to demons. Yeah.